Vitamina, the Buddha's practice is called the middle way, and so this is avoiding extremes. It also means a sense of balance. You know, it's not this, it's not that, it's not uh, about becoming anything, it's not about denying anything. It's about somewhere in the middle, contemplating phenomena. The weird, wonderful, profane, sacred, just phenomena arising in the field. So, this sense of balance, and balance is, is realized through experience of the wholeness of, of the field, which you mean the body establishes the boundaries of the field, and the mind receives, listens into that field of attention. The field of attention. And all our attention is point-based. This, that, this, that, this, that. So it moves around. Point-based attention moves around. In its movement around, it senses that what it's moving around is is in a, a range of, of, of finite static objects. And the movement, the attention, well, that's that, that's that, that's that. Think, oh, that's a solid thing. That's a solid thing. That's a solid thing. That's that. That's that. 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 Yeah. So, now, if you keep your attention steady, you keep your attention is steady. Solid things become not solid things. You just become flows called dhammas. This is very uh, fundamental, but to uh, understanding uh, conditionality, neither refuting existence nor confirming things as absolutely solid nor denying that they appear <laughs> uh, and that, that sounds in terms of our uh, logic that seems kind of strange but in terms of, uh, of experience that's how it is uh, but it doesn't appear that way because our attention is normally jumping so oh that was that that's that so if it's a, so hold, holding that, then we call the feet. So you've got attention that's field-based. All of this is the visual field. All of this is the embodied field. All of this is the mind field. Rather than oh, that one's really interesting. That one, what's that doing there? What's that? And then this, uh, you know, field aware, field attention brings in the. So it tends to affect and be supported by two other normal aspects of our operating system. One is intention, the directive, which is naturally pushing attention around to necessary, desirable, disgusting phenomena. So that's terrible, that's wonderful, I better do that. It's normally that quality of motivation is normally pushing our attention around towards objects that we can see, think, imagine, taste, touch. So that's intention. This, the so attention selects, intention directs. You know. But actually, intention even predetermines what to select. It says, "Look out for tasty things. Look out for frightening things. Look out for important, busy things I have to do." You know. And as you know, if you've got your to-do lists, once you get into that realm, the lists just start adding up more and more. <laughs> Because the intention to select that which needs to be done can then bring around this uh, experience called proliferation. We start to 
Yeah, it could be that. Better remember that. Have I forgotten this? You see that. So the primarily primary motivation of intention then you know, starts to conjure objects to select, and then this feedback between attention and intention means we see. Oh, that's really. Oh, yeah, that's really. Oh, well, that reminds me of that. You know, and so you add more and more to it. These are both called uh, sankara. Um, these are aspects of what very important. Uh, term almost almost very difficult to translate conditioning forces activations formations so this dynamic experience dynamic process of creating objects out of what are actually waves of virtual existence okay so in balance we're neither denying that nor affirming it is that's that now now naturally the strong instinct is to move into that and take something because that's what we do that's the normal conditioning process go into that and take something well actually just more your attention on say this experience of body and don't start getting into the sight of the body you know it looks like this it looks like or even particular tactile sensations like that funny feeling in my leg or that tension in my shoulder which naturally could be a very potent um, uh, target for our attention to go to that and then try try to deal with it. And that means our our attention focuses on that and you get a lot of proliferation around it. Such as maybe that thing in my shoulder means I've got some kind of incredible disease or malfunction or whatever. And um, then what happens actually is all because these formations, these sankharas are energetic, all the energy of one's body and mind goes to that area that we selected. It energizes, so that becomes one's world. Yes. Of course, one's world is changing all the time. Uh, naturally, this is most commonly experienced as our, our psychological world. If it's something that's bothering me, suddenly that becomes the main topic. Yeah, it's really the main topic. And this can cause a huge amount of stress and uh, dukkha, imbalance, suffering, irresent, because none of this stuff actually ever finally works itself out. Anyway, so maintaining that whole whole field and then this allows a third aspect of our operating system to, to arise which is receptivity we can receive things and this is to be this is to be uh, emphasized because receptivity also has an energy in it but whereas the, the energy of directive, which tends to target particular phenomena and, and get activated and stimulated one way or another by it, the energy of receptive is just an opening, deepening, tell me more, how is this, how is this, how is this, how is this. So it's a kind of ex- an energy that suffuses rather than targets. I think so. Imagine targeting energy is the is the tunnel vision, bird's eye view, which we probably 
use a lot in our functioning. Receptivity is more like because it's almost the opposite, and the energy then suffuses. So instead of intensifying towards a point, it suffuses across the field, and the field is the field of mind or heart or chitta. That's that's a quite releasing and also um, pleasant because it keeps you whole. If you're, I'm still here. I'm not just gone into that rabbit hole of my obsessions. <coughs> I feel whole. Oh, that's that's funny because even though the phenomena aren't that great, <coughs> yeah. So what? But actually, the wholeness feels very affirming confident, dignified, peaceful. And then from there we find a sense of uh, balance. Okay. Balance can only be fully experienced in, through wholeness, not through holding on to a point. The exercise uh, to encourage this uh, movement from attention to awareness um, is uh, you can activate two particular um, features. One is vitaka, which is we actually name something as that. It's that. So it's placing your attention. Place your attention. Place it with a with a word, for example. How's my? Where's the body now? The word doesn't tell you, but the word directs your your, your attention to to a certain um, dumber quality domain. How is, how is the body? Where is the body? How do I know I have a body? How do I know I'm breathing? <clears throat> I find personally, I find questions a better way of placing it, placing than um, just sheer statements. Do the body get to the body? Because <coughs> they Questions give rise to a certain encouragement for attention to move forward rather than a directive to hold on to something. Where is the body now? How do you know you're sitting? And and then the receptivity is the other aspect which is encouraged by what's called vichara. Vichara evaluates, explores. Chara is to move around or to conduct or to move around within vichara. So, how is this? How does it feel? Hmm. So, then our experience of dhammas, of what arises, is not um, hold on to this or hold on to that, but just how does it feel and what does it do? Is it moving? Is it shifting? Is it sensations? Uh, energies? How, how does it feel? How is it? It doesn't matter how it is, because it's the main thing is to cultivate that movement to receptivity. And uh, it can be the uh, first in, intention directive in this process is how do we get to sense the whole f- 
form, embodied form, in a balanced way. How does it get steady and how does it get comfortable? Then you're setting up your temple in, in the proper way. So we come into sitting form. Then you can come down to the to the ground, the base, experience that contact impression, the base of the body, and linger those sensations tell you you're sitting on a surface of some kind drawing your attention there how is that do the muscles in your legs really allow you to really receive all that impression kind of relaxing the muscles at the base of the body Feeling the very firm earth experience. And if you widen your attention, how far does this earth experience extend? So, sitting here, kind of like just feeling your way down your legs your knees or down to your feet if you're sitting on a chair all that the earth <coughs> experience of earth firmness so widening your attention picking up the theme widening your attention to include how far does this theme, this, this sensation, this dhamma that I'm talking about, this dhamma of earth, how far does that extend? And it probably has different qualities. It can be very firm, quite, quite bony, and then softer. So vichara, how is this? How is all of this? How far up does it go in all directions? And when you come to um, the edge of that, what's beyond that? The sense of space. Space around this earth experience. And how is the space? where there's no pressure mm. 
acknowledging the upright direction base of that, base of the spine you feel what it is that holds the body upright certain uh, strengthening or firming up of the muscles in the base back, lower back I feel if that comes in, we sense the abdominal area is much lighter, different texture altogether, much more fluid than the, the back. And the space around that form. Then you feel the breathing as a, fl- as a flow, a rhythmic tide in the base of the lower abdomen. Keeping attention so that that flow is allowed to rise, shift, move, and you can experience that occurring and also aware there's no pressure of any kind around the body, around this experience. You don't have to grip it tight. Psychological space also. Expand your attention to include uh, not just the base of the body but also the, the torso, the circularity of the torso. And so, though it's not as if you're dropping the base, but you extend. There's the base, there's the space, there's moving up. It's like a zoom lens that's widening out. It's and receiving it, how is this?
And you set up a couple of uh, questions in that vichara exploring mode. First question, what's not needed? So first way, any place, any muscles that are holding any that are not needed, for example, your fingers. Checking the shoulders, particularly checking the muscle areas. These are the ones that get activated and retain that impressions of activation. They get twitchy, they get tense. Using the feeling of the out-breath as an encouragement to discharge, sign off on certain muscle areas, shoulders, hands, and then face what's not needed. And how such a question changes the nature of the field, which may become softer or less uh, highly defined, maybe kind of more softer earth, less rigid. Now that is. is needed, perhaps um, patience, um, perhaps giving attention to the skin, where we can receive the skin is the area, the aspect of the body that receives the space around it, that's its nature. Whether it's warm or cool, whether it's uh, intrusive or open. There's a very uh, helpful organ, the organ of the skin. It's really based upon that, what that reading is, it encourages either to tense up get agitated or to relax. So if we're sensing through the skin, not just as an idea, but sensing, it's really quite quite okay around here. And placing your attention there and, and appreciating it can also help to bring around shifts in the field where something that's become less on guard or less 
uh, uh, that more balanced, less hyper 